What's up, family? You are tuned into Law and Disorder, a podcast where we expose the cracks in our system, agitate for resistance, and collectively build a new world in which all of us can thrive. From KPFA Radio and the Pacifica Network, I'm your host, Kat Brooks. The Los Angeles Unified School District is the second largest school district in the country. And yesterday, thousands of school workers supported by teachers began a three-day strike as a last resort to a failing bargaining process with the district. To discuss, we are joined by Brian Odega, a substitute teacher at the Hearts Academy housed in Narbonne High School, a school in the L.A. Unified School District. Brian is a member of the Los Angeles Teachers Union, United Teachers of L.A. or UTLA. He's joining us, I believe, from the picket line outside his workplace. Good morning, Brian. Yes, hi, good morning. Yes, I'm outside. Well, I'm in my car now, um, but I'll be back out in a couple minutes uh, to join my fellow uh, co-workers in, in, our, in the strike. Brian, before we get into the to the details and why y'all are out there, just paint a picture for my listeners. I mean, it's cold. Yesterday, y'all were out there in the rain. What is the, oh, yes. the, the tone and tenor and feel um, uh, out, out there am- amongst you all? What's it looking like? Yes, yeah, so... Um, so we said we'll be out to rain or shine, and I guess the weather was testing us <laughs> because the rain came. <laughs> um, but, <laughs> but we were still out there, you know, all over the district, despite the rain and the wind and all of that. You know, folks, you know, we're dancing, you know, we're, we're joyful because there's joy in the movement. You know, we are, we're not, we're striking because we care about our community, we care about our schools, about our students, we care about our fellow coworkers. And so, you know, we're, we're in community um, so we're dancing in the rain, you know, folks, you know, we have coffee, got donuts. Um, the energy is high. Our morale is high because we know what's at stake. But we're also very hopeful um, because we know that when we fight that we win. And so today, this morning, uh, there's not too much rain right now. It's a bit chilly, but um, overall, uh, the morale is really high and we're feeling really good right now. So, Brian, let's talk about why you all are striking. My understanding is that this three-day strike is um, being led by SEIU, the Service Employees International Union, Local 99, which represents about 30,000 teachers, aides, special education assistants, bus drivers, custodians, cafeteria workers, special ed assistants, and other support staff. Yeah? Correct. And they are fighting because the district... um, won't give them a raise what what are the what are the demands and and i, I mean I, it was so insulting i could almost get it out of my mouth i lived in los angeles i know how expensive it is there what are they fighting right. for in terms of a wage and and resources to be able to simply survive yes so SAE look 99 uh yes they started their three-day strike they're striking against some um, unfair labor practices that LAUSD, the second largest district in the nation is doing uh messing with their hours underpaying them, overstaffing them, sorry, over overworking them and understaffing them. And so they're striking because they've been negotiating with the district for nearly a year now. Um, and yet the, the district has not met their demands. They're fighting for a variety of things. Uh, one one uh, major is, you know, for wages. You know, about a third of SIU mem- local 99 members, about a third of them have either experienced or at risk of experiencing homelessness. You know, the average salary, the range is from 26000 to $35,000 a year. And in the city of Los Angeles, that is just completely unacceptable. Unacceptable. And we, right. We have a whole superintendent who negotiated his own raise increase, by the way. Who makes more than the president of the United States of America. But they think that um, a living wage for SAE members is too much to ask. And so... Well, not only does he, he say... 
Yeah, not, not only does your superintendent, Alberto Cavallo, say um, that that's too much to ask, he said it would bankrupt the district to give y'all, give the school workers what they're asking for. In fact, he Which went so far as to say... Yeah, well, I want you to respond to that. But I really, before I do that, you, you mentioned the salary range. You know, the highest is 35000 The ask is thirty six k a year. Just, right. It's not like just even like... Just to meet like, the poverty line. Yeah, just to meet the poverty line. So I, I do want you to respond to the the assertion by the superintendent that going to 36000 a year for school workers uh, would, would bankrupt the district and that he, he said it, it's illegal. Mm -hmm. I think that's ridiculous. The district is sitting on, we have about $5 billion in reserves. $5 billion, that's big B. Okay, this is a historic amount of money that the district has from federal, state, and other sources. Uh, we have the resources to be able to give our workers a living wage, uh, but also to invest in our schools. You know, with UTLA, we are striking in solidarity with our, with our brothers and sisters and siblings, and we're also going through our own negotiations with our own separate negotiations with LAUSD and part of our own bargaining is the Beyond Recovery platform. Um, you know, our president, um, Madam President uh, Cecily Miar Cruz, you know, she oftentimes says that our uh, working conditions are our students' learning conditions because when we bargain, we also bargain for the common good and so we're also uh, fighting for more investments in mental health resources. We're, we're fighting for investments and expansion of community schools such as schools that are in our neighborhoods, also provide, so that they can also provide services to not only our students, but also their families. We're talking about wraparound services like health and mental health and food, et cetera. We're fighting to invest in our Black Student Achievement Program so that our Black youth who, have experienced, who are experiencing the highest rates of depression, suicide, and um, anxiety, especially post-pandemic or quote-unquote post-pandemic, because um, folks are still getting sick out here, right? Um, you know, we're advocating... For more investment in those and so um so we have the resources to invest in our workers to invest in our students but the district is not willing to meet us where we're at and so they're willing to shut down this whole entire school system and give our communities what they deserve which is an equitable education system what about the parents? I mean, this, so it's a scurry, right? When when the, the right. teachers go go on strike. But my experience in covering these issues has been that parents are in support because you're fighting for their children. Um, are, are, there's, are there a lot of parent voices involved in this fight right now? Yes, of course. And I also want to mention that SAU 99 members and LUC members, I'm sorry, uh, UTLA members are also oftentimes parents of LUC children. Right. And so they also, um, which is which also more reason why we should support them because um, it's hard to raise kids, especially in the city of Los Angeles. But, um, but for other uh, parents in the community, we also enjoy a lot of support. You know, as we're striking, you know, folks are driving down, you know, they're honking, um, you know, in solidarity. Um, we have um, parents involved with our uh, organizing, especially to reclaim our schools, Los Angeles. And we work directly with parents on ways to make our schools better. Um, and so they are with us. We have parent support, just like we did in 2019. We have our their support right now. Um, and it's just a matter of the district who has all the resources and the means to be able to give us what we're asking for, which is uh, a dignified workforce, uh, investments in our uh, public education, and support for our communities. 
All right, Brian, we're going to leave it there because I've got Oakland teachers and school workers uh, that that are also having a difficult bargaining process. So we're going to turn our attention up this way. Thank you so much for taking a moment uh, off of the picket line to talk to me this morning. No problem. Thank you for having me. And shout out to our Oakland workers. Solidarity. Yeah, solidarity. Brian Odega is a substitute teacher at the Hart Academy housed in Narbonne High School, a school in the Los Angeles Unified School District. He's a member of the United Teachers of LA and he joined us this morning from the picket line outside of his workforce that his workplace that takes us to just about 8:40 in the morning here on Law and Disorder. I am your host Kat Brooks. We're going to continue our coverage of the bargaining process in Oakland where in contract negotiations the district went from a double digit raise uh for school workers to a 3.5% raise and even that that low number would come from cuts to other staff. Excuse me. That was for teachers. And the, the raise would come from cuts to other staffs like SEIU and ASPE classified staff who do things like special ed support, food prep, et cetera, the same as the groups that are striking in Los Angeles. We are joined this morning by Marika Iyer, an English and ethnic studies teacher at Oakland High School and a shop rep for the Oakland Education Association. And Marika, if I said your name wrong, please correct me. No worries. Good morning, Kat. Thanks so much for having us. And just first of all, shout out to um, our coworkers down in L.A. Yeah, I love the solidarity. I think that was in 2019. Same same thing. A lot of solidarity between Northern and Southern California. All right. I fumbled the ball pretty hard there talking about what's happening in terms of the bargaining process and the district's divide and conquer attempts. Uh, you do a better job of explaining it for my listeners, please. What's happening? Of course. Um, so Oakland uh, teachers and Oakland students and families have been facing a crisis, as you know, for um, for decades. But uh, right now, um, we're dealing with staff turnover. Hundreds of staff leave the district every year. Um, OEA, the Teachers Union um, for Public Schools in Oakland, um, has been asking, like you said, for a double-digit raise. Um, we're asking for a 22.9% uh, raise. And I know that sounds like a lot, but that would actually bring us to the median teacher pay in Alameda County. Um, because right now, Oakland teachers um, are the lowest paid um, in the entire county. I could leave um, my position, not that I would, but I could leave my position and go make almost $30,000 more um, in Hayward Unified. Um, and a lot of teachers that, do, right? Mm-hmm. Like I just saw a chart. I was at one of the, the community meetings and I just saw a chart like of the, all, of, all of the surrounding school districts, the, the exit, the exodus for Oakland teachers is the highest in the Bay Area. A- absolutely. Um, and there's a famous report um, that came out in 2017 um, that showed that over 70% of uh, new teachers actually leave the district um, in less than five years. So teacher turnover has been a serious issue. And the district, like you said, has offered um, our educators, our teachers in Oakland Public Schools, 3.5%. And that comes as uh, they demand that they cut um, 100 classified positions, which includes vital, vital staff at our schools. And that includes restorative justice, special education, like you mentioned, um, language programs and, and other really, really important uh, student support services. And it flies in the face of the other things you all are fighting for, because I think it's important to uplift for the listeners. Yes, there's the, 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 the living wage that you all are fighting for, need and deserve. Um, you all are also, though, fighting for resources for your students and not like not all of them are like traditional, you know, resources that you may see in other districts, but really trying to fight for resources for the things so that the kids have everything they need, right? Holistic approach to them having a successful educational experience. Yeah? Absolutely. Um, and a lot of these positions are incredibly vital 
um, particularly the special education um, positions. There's a lot of um, paraeducator positions that are being cut. Um, and many of those educators who work with students with special needs are paid minimum wages um, up to $17 an hour. And because of the challenging nature of the work that they do and the low pay that OUSD offers them, so many of those positions are vacant. Um, so there's a real risk that without adequate staffing, those students that have um, particular learning needs are not actually receiving those legally required um, services. And those are um, legally um, bound into and written into federal law. So what we're ending up with now is a two-tier education system. And we're seeing black and brown students, students that have those special learning needs, and our high-risk youth, uh, youth that are getting less and less um, every year. And we want to send a very strong message um, to our district. Um, to the superintendent and to the school board um, that enough is enough and that we're not going to accept a pay raise at the expense of our students and our co-workers that we all students families and educators we all deserve better the district is running the same line it does every time saying there's no money that the district is broke but isn't it correct that there is a surplus of dollars at the end of every single school year like to the tune of millions absolutely and in fact this past year the district state funding actually increased um, by 13%, but uh, Superintendent Dr. Kyla johnson Tremel and the school board have not set a significant amount of those funds aside um, for any pay uh, increases, um, cost of living uh, increases, um, which are also supposed to be passed down um, from the state. And those layoffs um, that they are proposing and, and uh, uh, actually agreed to um, week before last would amount to only $7 million in savings. Um, that only accounts for a 1.5% uh, raise um, for OEA members. So what's happening on Friday? Talk to us about this sick out. Um, so those, uh, many of us uh, teachers, in fact, almost 80% uh, of teachers at Oakland High School um, voted uh, overwhelmingly um, to uh, be very, very sick on Friday. Um, and <laughs> uh, we're sending a very, very clear message um, to the district, to the um, school board, um, and to the superintendent that we are absolutely not going to accept a pay raise at the expense of our students and um, at the expense of our coworkers. Um, and that students, families, and educators are all on the same side here. In fact, um, Oakland High's uh, sick out has actually spread um, to 12, 13, and, it's, and it's, uh, the count is still going up, um, 13 other school sites. Um, so there are quite a few schools um, that are gonna have some very, very um, <laughs> sick students and um, staff. Um, we're walking out hand in hand um, with our SEIU and asking coworkers um, to send that very clear message. We're going to be picketing um, at school sites in the morning, um, and then we will be um, congregating and marching downtown um, to 1000 Broadway, um, which are very high rent uh, offices that uh, Oakland Unified School District occupies, and also congregating at um, Oscar Grant Plaza from 11 to 1230 on Friday. Yeah, I mean, as of yesterday, when I got the word at 948, it was Oakland High, Tech, Skyline, Fremont, Frick, UFSA, Life, Met West, Roosevelt. I mean, this is going to be quite the day. Tell my um, listeners the difference between a sick out and a strike. Um, so the strike will come, uh, it's obviously um, protected under federal labor law, um, and the strike will come after um, months of a failed bargaining process. We might have to, we would have to go into impasse and then into mediation. Um, so a sick out is an, a wildcat action. This is not um, organized through our union leadership or through our union at all. We're just uh, OEA members who happen to be very, very ill on Friday. Um, so it's a way to send a much more urgent um, and immediate message 
um, that is enough, enough is enough. We're in solidarity with our coworkers and that we are not going to accept a raise at the expense of our students and families. Erica, how can the, Marika, how can the public support you? Where can they get more information? Um, I think there's, I mean, there's 46,000 students um, in Oakland Unified. So there's, you know, obviously parents and families across the district. Um, so I think the ask is um, to really support um, by uh, contacting your um, school board, local school board members, um, letting them know um, very clearly um, whose side as, as Oakland families um, you're on and Oakland voters, um, and also showing up if possible um, to either a picket um, at one of your local schools um, or at our downtown action again at 11 a.m. Um, outside of a thousand Broadway in Oakland. I mean, there's a part of me that's looking at the district like, didn't we just do this? Didn't did you did you forget 2019 and the the thousands and thousands of Oaklers, Oaklanders that stood in solidarity with teachers and school workers? But you know, I guess power gives you amnesia. Thank you so much for your work and for joining us this morning. I appreciate you. Thank you. Marika Iyer is an English and Ethnic Studies teacher at Oakland High School and a shop rep for the Oakland Education Association. This Friday, school workers, teachers, and students will be staging a sick out demanding a living wage for school workers and for teachers and for the resources and critical supports that our students need to thrive inside of their educational experience. You've been listening to Law and Disorder, a podcast where we expose the cracks in our system, agitate for resistance, and collectively build a new world in which all of us can thrive. That's it for this episode, family. You can find more information about topics and guests in this episode's show notes. Law and Disorder is produced at KPFA. That's listener-supported radio on the Pacifica Network. The show is produced by Jesse Strauss and hosted by me, Kat Brooks. Our theme music was composed by Steve Raskin of Fort Knox 5. If you like what you heard, please follow us on social media at Law and Dis, that's D-I-S, and subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. Feel free to holler at us about something you heard or send us a show idea at lawanddisorder at kpfa.org. You can also find our content live at 8 a.m. weekdays on KPFA. That's 94.1 FM in the Bay Area. Our show and all of KPFA's programs are funded exclusively by you, the listener. And if you're in a position to support us, please donate today at kpfa.org. Take care of yourself and take care of each other. We all we got, fam.